Okay. Okay. Can I get everyone's attention? We need to finish at least one run through. Alice, this guy is totally going to botch the line because he's a Neanderthal. Who are you calling a Neanderthal, you pretentious douche? What the hell is this? Oh, thank goodness. Beverly, we need. Get these clowns out of here. Shouldn't you both be writing? I'm breaking my back looking for new sponsors, and you guys are throwing a party? These are actors. For the Gene Kelly script, we had to rewrite. Oh, for crying out loud! Did Flo not put the memos in your box? Listen, Duke stole the script and took it to television. We need to start from scratch. We need to write it all over? Oh, my God. I think I'm going to hurl. Are we still even getting paid? <laughs> The year is 1951. The new city radio broadcast struggles against the rise of television. With their careers on the line, the radio team has but one season to save the station. This is Writers at the Edge, Episode 5, Hobo Joe. And you saying this does what to his what? Look, man, er, woman, you put it around the city and it stops babies dead in their tracks. What are you talking about, the stiffy? What the hell's a stiffy? Yo, where are you from? You ain't never made love to a broad. No, I'm a woman. Exactly what does Teeny Weenie sell? Condoms, oh man. Seriously, the people want the sex, but not the responsibility. Now, one roll of this around his woody, and when he puts his dick... That was Teeny Weenie condoms. They don't have any demands, but I think you guys should use the word stiffy a lot. <laughs> What's a stiffy? Don't act like you don't know. I don't know. Okay, okay. Teeny weeny condoms. How does that fit in with our show about Goldilocks and the Three Bears? Well, maybe Goldilocks finds teeny weeny condoms in Papa Bear's dresser, and she says, this one's too small. No. Club 2O soda sounds like a delicate brand of club soda that, much like fine wine, will age with time. It would be a pleasure of the New City Broadcast to help advance your brand. Finally, someone who understands where we're trying to go with our market. I just want to make sure that when you're representing our brand, that the characters drinking it are a certain type of people. And what type is that? Not <clears throat> anyone of a particular shade. Who is that? No one. What do you all have so far? So Cinderella falls down a flight of stairs, and when she lands, she says... If only I'd bought these glass slippers from Perry's Heels on 5th and not these cheap shoes from those swindlers at Larry's Heels on 11th, then my ankle wouldn't be broken. She can't move until her fairy godmother appears and says, Don't worry, Cinderella. I'll fix you right up with this bowl of Colonel Mustard's magical macaroni. It's so magical it even heals bones. We can't say that. It's false advertising. Uh, fine. So the fairy godmother fixes her ankle with real magic. <laughs> then her fairy godmother leads her outside where the moldy pumpkin and rats are tied together. She's about to turn it into a horse and carriage when Louie's limo service pulls up and runs over the pumpkin and one of the rats. Joe's exterminators have to kill the rats. 
they can fumigate the house and kill the stepsisters. Uh, what about teeny weeny condoms? This whole episode is being primarily funded by Lucky Children's Bookstore. We can't talk about condoms. Then what are we going to do with the gynecologist? I know what I'm going to do. It's five o'clock, which means I can go home now. Sit back down, Willie. You're not leaving this building until this episode is finished. Just watch me, Bev. Don't worry, Bev. Cliff and I'll finish the episode. Not without Willie, you won't. He doesn't do anything with his time but go to that seedy bar on 7th after work. Follow him and get this episode done tonight or I'll cut all of your paychecks in half. Okay, so we have Morton cigarettes, Manischewitz wine, and no brand name, just cantaloupe to stuff into a scene. Uh, let's see. A dog, let's call him Chester, starts smoking. But yeah, yeah, he's confused T-bone with T-zone and... He falls asleep with a lit cigarette and burns down the house? Yes! His owner smells smoke while having the bottle of Manischewitz and his hourly cantaloupe. Very healthy. That's important. And he yells at Chester. They argue back and forth and the dog's barking wakes up the entire house. Thanks to Chester, they all escape. We'll say, smoke a more. Save your family. You can't burn down the house. Why not? Does Smith and Wesson want a sketch about kids playing cowboys and Indians and using their guns to kill each other? Not yet they don't. Maybe there's something else on this list. Morton's, Manischewitz, cantaloupe, soda, women's underwear. Wait. Can I... can I see that? Damn it, this is my grocery list! Good. Hopefully we'll do better with the actual sponsors. So the Red Terror burst through the door. And Faye, who's still tied to the chair, screams. Ah! The Red Terror says, Calm down, men. I am not the one you should be afraid of. And out of the shadows comes American justice. Uh-huh. America laughs before he says, You see, Faye, it was I, America, who was your true captor, and the Red Terror was only trying to free you from my tyranny. And that's the end. Are you a communist? Cliff, do you want to see me stuff my whole fist in my mouth? Okay. Oh, my Steinbeck? Willie, look at this! Alan, what is this? I think we're officially out of good ideas. Alice, get your hand out of your mouth and let's go take a walk through the park. We need to clear our heads and finally get these creative joses flowing. The right way. Oahu way. Oh, you'll see. I forgot how pretty the park is at night in this city. The grass feels so soft. Mm, soft. You see, that's the thing about the great outdoors. You gotta give it... Yeah, you, gotta, you gotta give it the stuff. It's that corporate stuff that makes the world go round. Benjamins and Franklins changing hands and keeping the fat cats fat and the public unaware of Ooh. See, that's the problem with kids like you. 
You got no problem complaining about the world, but you're too afraid to be the ones to change it. You're just a, a soggy donut. What did you call me? Yes, right, I said it. I have vision, beliefs. It's far more than some misguided Steinbeck groupie's wet dream. It's about making good, honest, positive change in this country. Nobody understands. They would just give communism. Oh, Willie. Cut him some... What's his name? Pie, cake, money, slack. That's it. Cut him some cake. He doesn't mean any harm. He's got a point. We need to come up with something that the sponsors want sooner. Big Bad Bev's gonna have us on a platter. Why does that dame gotta be so mean? We put in good work and all she does is say that it isn't good enough. She's just sore because her husband is a... Damn it! Oof! <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Willie! I see far worse on those poor souls that came back from the war. My dad was in the war. He left when I was 13. I never wanted him to go. For a long time, I was angry. My mom had to make her own way for a while. Jeez, Alice. Way to bring down the mood. You're really throwing off my buzz. You're throwing off my what? Just keep making those sounds funny, man. You simpletons will never understand. Stop picking on Buzz. He's helped out a lot more than you have. Ah, quit it. Just because you're pretty makes you think you can boss me around. No, it's because I'm head writer that makes me think that. You really think I'm pretty? Is anybody gonna help me up here? Don't you fear my elderly friend in need? I shall save you! Oh, please, God, no! Hero flip! Oh, I have been throttled. Oh, oh, for God's sakes, I'll get myself up. Alright, well, enough of this frivolity. Don't we have something to do? Oh, no, don't remind me. The show is going nowhere. What the hell does frivolity mean? Come on, Alice. You've given some of the best ideas this old gook has seen in years. Now you gotta give it another shot. You're gonna be like that hobo over there. Nobody remembers Hobo Joe. But these sponsors are giving us crap, and we can't incorporate every crap product. Hey, the hell with your sponsors. You do what you want, and you make it your best. Thanks, Hobo Joe. Thank you, Willie. Yeah, Hobo Joe! Will anyone ever remember Hobo Joe? I surely don't. But make sure to tune in to the next episode of Riders at the Edge. This episode of Riders at the Edge was written by Steve Allman, Matthew Brousseau, Mark Child, Ashley Coven, Derek Greenwood, Andrew Hofert, Angela Jackson, Samantha LaFountain, and directed by Matt Brousseau. Featuring Bob McCarthy as Roger, Christian Isley as Duke, Jason Acevedo as Cliff, Natalie Van Sistine as Bev, Tara Keneally as Alice, Taylor Gerard as Buzz, Tayshawn Farr as Flo, Tom Bowman as Willie, plus the voice talents of Angela Jackson, Brendan Taylor, Matt Brousseau, and Mark A. Child. Music composed by Rebecca Nystad, Assistant Director Angela Jackson, Production Assistant Natalie Van Sistine, Recording engineer, Rebecca Nystead. And produced by David Pierczynski. 
Concept for Writers at the Edge by Jocelyn Pierce. This program was produced for the Columbia College Chicago School of Media Arts, Radio Department, Barbara Calabrese Chair, and WCRX-FM, the student-run radio station of Columbia College Chicago.